Hey, it's Heidi Dawson, and this is Wednesday Wisdom, where I interview wildly successful people from across the world, where we get an inside view into what their daily life looks like. Success leaves clues, and on Wednesdays, we're finding them. Join me now for the latest wildly successful interview. Hi guys, welcome to the 77th episode of the Wildly Successful Lifestyle Podcast, and it's Wednesday Wisdom. My guest today is super fabulous and elegant. She's the owner of 2012 Boutique here in Memphis, Tennessee, which I love, and she's known for making things beautiful. And I have to say that I agree, because not only is she always on the cutting edge of fashion, I mean, she has spectacular taste in interior design as well. We, sh- we actually share the same interior design degree from the University of Memphis, which is some- super cool and something I just learned re- re- recently. So anyway, she's definitely someone that knows and understands fashion, which I think is near and dear to so many women's hearts. So let me introduce you to Chantal. Am, am I saying it right? Chantal or? That's, yes, Chantal. That's Chantal. It, that's Okay. Hi, Chantal Johnson. How are you? Hi, I am doing so well. And thank you for having me on your podcast. Well, thank you for agreeing to come on. I'm, I'm so glad that you did. So tell us a little bit about your store to start out with. I mean, because it is fabulous. I just, I love it so much. Thank you. Okay. Well, it started off, like you said, we're both in interior design. So it started off, it was going to be a furniture and gift shop on Broad Avenue. Uh, we found uh, I was working for a client before we opened up 2012 and I was filling my own house up with boxes that were getting in from market. So my husband, Jeff said, okay, I can't even walk through this kitchen. Let me go find a warehouse space or something so you can start putting this stuff out of the house. He looked around and didn't see anything in the typical areas where you would expect to find warehouse space. And he was driving down broad and the building that we started off with was in bankruptcy for sale. We looked at it and um, it you know, needed a lot of TLC, but it was a great price. And so we bought it. He and my son gutted it back in, I think 2013. And when we realized how big the actual space was, Jeff told me, he's like, there is no way you can only do gifts and furniture on Broad right now because Broad was, it was, it was on its way up. I mean, they had nice. you know, um, T Clifton Arts there, Victory Bike, Broadway Pizza. There were stores there, but it still wasn't as popular maybe as it is now as an arts district. Right. And so he said, you're going to have to do your other favorite thing and that's getting the ladies ready to wear. So I said, okay, well, I didn't even know where to start with that. I knew markets, I knew Atlanta, New York, things like that, but for furniture and gifts, but I did not know about clothing. So this was December of 13. I was asking around, asking people, how in the world do you do a buy? Where do you go? What do you do? And I had several people give me some thoughts about going up to New York and using a buying office. And so a buying office is a technical term. They don't do any buying for you. They just help you find the brands you want and pitch your story to the brands and oh, then the wow. brand say, yeah, you're not. also new to me. I'm, I'm so oh. intrigued. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. No, it's, it was really, it was a very interest. I mean, like I said, I didn't know anything about it either. Right. So we signed up with a group up in New York and I told them, you know, this is what I want. I want my shop to be this. I don't want to carry brands. Anybody else has in Memphis because we're small enough that, um, I feel like we should have a, a you know, nice, diverse, you know, um, brands. I mean, I think if you want to go to a store and see something, that's great. You know, anywhere else, that's great. But if you come to 2012, hopefully we're exclusive. And I also only wanted to do emerging designers in Europe and in the U.S. because I love their clothes. I also knew we need to have a little bit of tradition because the South is a traditional, you know, part of the country. 
I, but I, just, I noticed that a little bit about sometimes when I would come in and I would see there was a little bit of tradition, but it also had such a, is, um, and I, I, this will get into something else, but the word couture comes to mind. Well, couture is a, that's, that's taking it a step up. Couture or the big ball gowns, couture okay. is more bespoke, which is, I, I would love to have a little bit of that in it, but mine's probably, um, even though I know I have, I can tend to have a little bit of a higher price point and I have a little bit of a lower price point now too. Um, modern is probably a little more. Okay. So more modern. Okay. Yeah. Cause couture think of like when you see the big fancy runway shows that are not like they have haute couture shows and then they have ready to wear shows and right. the haute couture are the imaginative ones, the ones with the ball gowns that you just, um, you, you want to wear everywhere, but really where do you wear them? Well, that's, I, that, so that's really so true. Like sometimes, and I've, I've looked at those design shows and I, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Now where would somebody wear that? Really? Exactly. <laughs> and believe it or not though, honestly, with some of these couture, I go to the Jean Batista shows because I write him up. So um, I get tickets to those shows. But I was in Paris last July when they had that horrible heat wave. And um, I was at the, the first couture show he did that did not, was not, it just used mannequins rather than live models. Oh, and so I was talking to my U.S. director, um, the VP, and I just said, really, who is buying this thinking nobody? And he said, Chantal, you would be surprised at the women who buy this. So then I thought, well, we're talking the Mideast, we're talking, you know, Asia, countries that just have that kind of money. He said, no, ma'am. He said, I already have like six to eight appointments in the next two or three days to show these gowns. And they probably range, if I had to guess, from, you know, 30, 40,000 up into the hundreds of thousands. And, and people buy them for their daughters. Women wear them for, you know, these big, you know, these um, things, that they, these parties that they go to around the world and all that. So people really do buy well, down. I guess, you know, if somebody's, you know, we, you pay for a wedding dress, you'll pay thousands yeah. of dollars. Some people do. So I guess if yeah. you're having a big event, I mean, why not just keep it yeah. to a wedding? Go ahead and go on. <laughs> I, you know, I, that, that's what I say. So yes, Anessa, that's My husband will listen to this and he's going to be like, <laughs> okay, you're cut off from talking to Chantal. <laughs> Well, I was thinking to myself, I better make sure people know I don't sell those myself. Right. I'm just, I'm just awed by the I, fact. I, I've got you right, right out in, out of the gate into. Yeah. <laughs> into it's like, oh my gosh, there we go. Uh oh, I'm in and She does not sell thirty thousand dollars dresses. No, no. Everyone, it is. She has yeah. fabulous, and and I've, I've noticed it's actually there's a nice little price range, right? You, there is. You know what? Because I've, I've had people say to me you know, I want to make sure I can get something from 2012 that's affordable. And then I have people say to me, I want to get something from 2012. Nobody else has. So I understand I might be paying a little more for it, but I know that I'm not going to walk into a party and see two or three other ladies in it. So I'm very careful about things like that, especially if it's something so, so special, I only buy one of them. Because wow. that way I know good and well when it sells, nobody else is going to have it. Um, and a lot of times when I do my buys, I tend to be a little more editorial and I'll pick things that or may not be like, you're not going to see it in a department store necessarily because right. I want, um, I want you to get your bang for your buck, you know, and right. I have, I have a few things. I have a pair of leopard pants that I bought from your store. Adam Lippis, you and I have those pants. You I have them as well. I, I yeah. love them. In fact, I just saw them up in my closet and I was like, I'm going to market. And I went, would that be overkill to wear nope. that with a t-shirt? Nope. How cute. Nope. 
no, totally do it. Totally do it. And if you have them hemmed to where you can wear it with just a tennis shoe, I, do. I don't have mine hemmed yet. So I still have to wear it with a tall shoe, but I need to get them hemmed because I just want to run around in them in a tennis shoe and a t-shirt. Exactly. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm going to try it on. And if I do, I'll post a picture and tag. Oh, please do. Yeah. <laughs> Those are one of my favorite pairs. Of, I mean, I love that pair of pants. I love them too. I, I, I don't, I mean, I'm just like, I could, I can't wear them everywhere, but I yeah. love to. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, All right, so we, I feel like you and I could talk for 14 hours. I think we could. <laughs> All right. So, but let's start with our questions because that tells us about your store. And I think, you know, anyone local, uh, you have a you have a new location, which we will talk about that in just a minute, right? So, yes. let, but let's start with the questions because I think I'm okay. trying to get you off on another subject. Okay, okay. do you um do you start your day? Because I love to talk about like habits and routines because yeah. successful people I have found have certain habits, you know, and right. and a lot of times they start in the morning. Do you have a morning routine that you start with? You know what I do? I start off. I get up in the morning, probably between six thirty and seven. Um, and first thing I do is I go downstairs and I juice 15 to 20 ounces of celery juice every day oh, wow. on an empty stomach. I start off with that and I wait about 20, 30 minutes and then I'll have maybe a cup of coffee and celery juice has actually gotten to where I don't crave coffee as much, but I'll drink about a cup or a half a cup just to keep from getting a headache. I have found a huge difference in my energy levels, okay. um, a huge difference in my mental clarity and such, but it's just celery juice, nothing added to it. I discovered it um, on the 23rd of December of last year, and I've done it every day since, except for when I did go to Paris at the end of January, I didn't get to juice, but I've not missed a day since. And it, it, it Have you noticed your skin different. is better? I mean, like what does celery yes, it's, it, it You know what, it, what it does is it hits your liver and it cleanses your liver. Oh, and so it purges your, yeah, it gets rid of all the fatty foods in your body. It, get, it helps your liver be on its game. So if your liver's on its game, then your endocrine system, your kidneys are on its game. Pancreas is on its game. Everything is on its game. It gets right. rid and of if you drink necklace. a little red wine at night, it helps your liver. It, it's, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. and, it, it, and it gets rid of metals in your head. Um, it's just different things. Okay. That, this is the first. I used yeah. to juice a lot, but it, I didn't just use celery. So I would put cucumbers in, um, ca uh, carrots and, and stuff like yeah. that. And it bloated me. But right. I can see where the celery would just, okay, I'm going to yeah. do a little research. It all has to do with the celery sodium cluster salts and celery and you can't eat the celery and you can't people say well can you just eat the celery no because it's the juicing it's the sodium cluster salt in the celery that does the magic and that's why it has to be by itself on its own first thing in the morning don't drink a glass of water first don't add lemon to it wow. celery 100 percent. and i just i rinse it off wash it juice it drink it like to give it it's you know about 20 30 minutes and then just go about the rest of my day but it it's it's a game changer so okay. i do that That's and awesome. um then i get on instagram i check facebook i do my emails and then i get myself ready for the day and i do when i can and i haven't been as good about it i try to get some exercise in and i do pure bar on go on my phone now because oh, wow. I, I and it's actually really good so I do Pure Bar and I get on my treadmill and I have a Peloton bicycle. So I kind of mix up all three, not consistently though. So I used to be super consistent. Okay, and now so the Peloton, people, yeah. like I've heard that, that they have like a cult following. So oh, yeah. It, yeah. Is, it, is that the case? It's, yeah. Well, if you ever get a chance in Memphis, and I know they're a great place to take spin classes, right. you take a spin class, you're addicted. 
And I, so, I did. I have done spin and I love it so much. The only thing yeah. is, is that um, I got, I just, I tend to get bored. So I, I went like six months where I would yeah. do spin all the time. So I'm like, you probably, yeah. you probably are like, okay, I'm over the Peloton for a minute. Yeah. 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 But yeah. then you that can go back. But then you go right back. Exactly. So, okay. yeah, so I try to do all that. And like I said, just be careful with what I eat. Although with this move and different things like this, I have to admit Topps barbecue, I've been visiting, <laughs> I've been oh visiting um, just some bad places to eat, but they're so good. Well, so, you know what? Yeah. I do. A, I, if I'm uh, over in like East Memphis, I'll go to Corky's and get a pulled chicken, just like yeah. plate. Yeah. And yeah. just eat, I don't eat the bread, you know, you right. just, or the beans. You just eat yeah. the whole chicken. Just, that's protein. That's exactly and, right. And that's unsweet it. iced tea, and it's perfect. Yeah. So, okay, that, that's a really yeah. good start to the morning, and I'm super excited to, to do a little more research on that, just celery juice. That's awesome. So, okay, so it leads right into um, sleeping, which I think uh, is so important to our beauty. Yeah. How many, yeah. How many hours a night do you sleep? I mean, I usually get in bed around 10-ish and okay. I'm asleep up at 10.30 and like I said, up around 6.37. But I will say in the middle of the night, I get a lot of creative ideas. And so I'll wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, I've got to do that. Or of course, I might just be thinking about business in general, like, oh my God, don't forget to email this person <laughs> or, oh my gosh, you know, I've got a change of address now. We got to send it to this person or I'll okay. think of something in the store and I'm like, oh my God, Heidi said she loves the color purple. I've got to make sure I text her tomorrow and tell her we just got this purple something in. So I kind of wake up in the middle of the night with a mind racing. Think of all that, then I go right back to sleep. So well, that's good. You know, I do that too. Sometimes I have written, because on Mondays I do a, um, uh, like sort of like a monologue for an episode. So I do Mondays is just me. And then on Wednesdays I interview. So the yeah. Monday I have written entire episode cause they're only like seven or eight minutes long in the middle yeah. of the night. Like I'll, I'll get an idea and yeah. you know, it just write it. So I think it's just your calm and your brain relaxes and you don't have all your ne like negative thoughts. And yeah. so it's able to just release your creativity. So I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's something to that for sure. Yeah, I agree. Uh, okay. All right. So, I would love to know the story behind the name of your store, 2012. I mean, it's cool, very beautifully written. So it's the number 20 and then you write out 12. Right. So well, I love back, to the story behind that. Is there one? There is. Back in the year 2012, I was sitting in church and with our son who was still living at home at the time because he's now 24 and moved away. But um, we, we had been talking, Jeff and I had been talking about a retail space. Of course, back then it was going to be the furniture gift idea. Right. And so trying to think of a name. And of course, I mean, you know, I love anything French, Parisian and all that. Mm -hmm. And I had some really cute French names, but um, people kept telling me you better not because it might get butchered with, you know, people not really reading French. I mean, I'm not proficient in it by any stretch. I, that but. would be me. I would hunt just like I did. I butchered your name. I, I, no. <laughs> I would no. absolutely butcher the name of your store. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, you know, it's bad when, you know, a, a, a Broadway show like Les Miserables shows up in Memphis and on the billboard, they have to phonetically spell it out underneath because we all want to say less miserables. I know. So, less, we're less miserable. We're going to go see less miserable. <laughs> less miserable. So, not, so I get it. So I thought, well, okay, I, I better not do anything to that might make it hard on people to pronounce or whatever. Oh, so so, um, there's, a, there's a store in Dallas. It's called 4510 and 4510 was on 
4510 McKinney Avenue, but they spelled out their address. So it's the number 40, the word five, and the number 10. And I always thought that was so cool. So as we were thinking of it, this is the year I came up with it. So I was like, I want to do it similar to what they did. So that's how we came up with them. We played with it. We, we wrote out 20 and put the number 12. It didn't look right. So we did the number 20 and the word 12, and it worked out. And most people thought that was our address on Broad Avenue, which it wasn't. So we would explain, now that's just the year I came up with the idea for 2012. So I just named it after that year. Yeah, it's so, that's such a, that's, it's cool. And I love the way it looks too. So you're right. You played with it. You know, it's like, yeah, oh yeah, my, my son and I should have been listening to the sermon in church and he, <laughs> he's a very, he's a creative soul. And so he played around with it and he was the one telling me you need to do it like this. He picked out the font Oh and everything. God. The zero that was picked out, Ben Fant helped us with our marketing when we first started. And we had an oval zero. And he said, no, make it into a, a round zero. He's like, that'll be different. So that was the only thing we changed on it. But otherwise, the, the font and everything was picked out by my son. How so, fun. During yeah. church. Yeah, in church. I'm sorry. Yes. It's okay. When I was little, I used to like plan what I was going to wear the next day. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm I can listen and, and do other things. I can multitask. Oh, see, I can't. Like I'm, I cannot. You know, I, my husband is one of those people that he can do that. Like he has to because he's a pilot, so he flies and people are talking in his ear and he's looking through this thing on the window shield and I'm just uh. like babe, I could not do that because I get wow, tons of things. Like when I'm working on something, I'm working yeah. on that. Like somebody oh. in my ear and I would yeah. So oh that's my God. that you can multitask. Oh God. Well, I say I can. I, I, I claim I can. I will to be determined. But it's that's, to be determined. Okay. All right. Is your husband right there going, no, you're no right. he's not. As a matter of fact, he's, he's snuck out. I'm so surprised because oh, normally darn you'd, be hearing, you'd be hearing the, um, the audience yeah. making comments. So Right. We would have the gallery in the back going. Thank oh, you. Oh, <laughs> okay. All right. Well, look, you have exquisite taste. I mean, we, we can see that from your clothes, from the way you always dress and from your store design. Um, and I see on Instagram, you travel to Paris for design shows. I mean, are there, we kind of touched on this a little bit about shows in America. Do you mainly try to get your ideas and your fashion from Paris or from Europe? We well, love European flair. I love everything. Oh. You're absolutely absolutely that no, well what happened was okay so when I had the buying office in New York they made all of my appointments in New York so all the brands I saw were showed oh, in New York and they also showed in Paris they showed in Milan probably London as well and so I was going to New York and to Paris well we started to realize with our budget it was like you know what all these brands are showing in Paris and I have to go to Paris because two or three did not show in the States and so I was like, let me just leave it or not, save a little money and just make one big buying trip. Right. So um, I left the buying office we were using because they only like they only worked in America. Okay. And I started making my own appointments with the same brands. And then some of the brands worked, some of them didn't. And so, you know, you, you learn what's what's working for you, what's not. So you move on and get another brand. And all my appointments I was making in Paris. Um, and then, like I said, I would see shows in, in the U.S. too when I was in market. Um, but again, they, the shows you see in America, it's because those brands only show in America, even if they might be a European brand. And so I did have to give up the fun of seeing a couple of shows here in the States um, to go to Paris strictly. Okay. So, um, so I lost the, the ability to see the shows here just because like I said, I wasn't, I, I was, I was writing them up in Paris and they were, they had already shown in New York because the, the, the schedule is New York, then London, Milan and Paris. 
And so they had already shown in New York, so they opened up market in Paris, and that's where, you know, I would see them and write up my orders and such. So, um, but that's how I, I do it now. And it's just easier just to make one big trip to Paris. And of course, with everything going on with COVID and all that happening in New York, I mean, they're so shut down. And I don't know how long it's going to take for that poor city and Are state. Are they shut down in Paris? You know what? Paris did shut down. And I didn't, the last time I was in Paris was at the end of January. I should have gone in March, but that's just when oh, COVID. You could have possibly yeah. gotten stuck there in March. Well, and, you know, and Jeff would tell you this. I normally, nothing keeps me from going to Paris. I will figure it out. And even I didn't want to go back to Paris in March because I said, this virus, I don't know about it, but I don't want to be quarantined for 14 days because yeah. I was more scared of that than catching it because we weren't sure what was going on with it. So I passed on Paris in March. I should have gone in July. Of course, couldn't go because nobody's traveling. And then I should have gone this past week. I should have been in Paris, but it's still not open to America. What is that going to do? Travel. So I'm hoping. What is that going to do? Well, you know what? I'm doing Zoom meetings. I'm doing Zoom oh, okay. appointments and all that, which is fine. If, if you know the brand, you kind of know what the clothes are. But if you've got a new brand, and I've got several new brands coming for resort. I did all the appointments with Zoom. So let's just hope the colors were correct. Let's hope that I was looking at the fabrics correctly and y'all aren't going to be yeah. stuck with bad clothes. <laughs> We're going to be like, what? <laughs> yeah, I know you'll be like, oh, gee, Chantal, just what we wanted, heavy fur for spring. That's yeah, nice. This is so, this is yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I'm just hoping, but hopefully in January, I'll get to go back. Hopefully okay. I'll get to make the trip back and such oh, like that. So. I hope so. Wow, that's, I mean, oh. it, it just sounds like so much fun. I, I have a good friend that we go to Paris uh, and we'll do, we'll do like design, little design trips. And we yeah. do a sketchbook class all through oh. Paris for 10 days. Wow. And this is so interesting. We had a, an instructor that was perfect, like perfect example of a French, you know, just beautiful French woman. She wore heels. We walked, I swear, uh, 10 miles a day all over Paris. She uh, wore heels. Like, wow. Heels. Like, I mean, not yeah. like a stiletto, but she had on a nice size heel to walk all over Paris. I was like, only in Paris. Would only, and, and as you know, so many of the streets are cobblestone. I know. I, I was worried for her, for her, yeah. but she was perfectly yeah. fine. And, you know, wow. we, then we were like, could we do that? And then, no, we, it was a very bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> now, shoes are really cool and fashionable. I, I stick with them when I'm yes, doing my day they are. They're set, there is a lot of that. So that's There you go. Fun. All right, good. Now your boutique is really high end. Okay. So we, I mean, I think we, we know that, but your, so sometimes people can be intimidated by walking into a boutique like 2012. I'm sure you're aware of that. Um, I never felt that way walking into your store though. I mean, so you must have a method to make people feel welcome without feeling pressured to buy, you know, without feeling like they don't belong or pressured to buy something that they really can't afford. How do you do that? Like, cause you're even the girls that work in there, they're always just so sweet. Yeah. 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 Well, you know what we've always believed from the start that, you know, we 2012 is like, it's like coming into my house. So if right. you come to my house, I'm not going to ignore you. If you come to my house, you're welcome. You can, there's nothing in my house. I, I can go into people's homes and I can tell, oh my gosh, don't put a glass here. Don't do this. Don't do that. And that's fine. That's their, you know, it's furniture that they love and enjoy and they've worked hard to get. And so they have a certain way of, you know, you think, oh my goodness, I feel like I'm walking in a museum. Well, I don't want you to feel like that in my house or in the store. And right. I know, you know what, if you want to spend a bazillion dollars with me, awesome. And if you don't, that's okay too. I didn't build it to 
make you prove your friendships to me or not or any of that. Right. And I know sometimes people just want to come in and look, but you're always welcome at 2012, just like you're at my house. And so the Love girls it. that help me out, we, we tell them the same thing. We're like, you know, make sure you say hi to them and give them a little space. Or sometimes people enjoy being, you know, spoken to the whole time, but just always make them feel welcome no matter what. I don't care if you come in your Lululemon and you've just worked out and you're sweaty head to toe, or if you've been working all night at night shift and you're trying to come in and grab a gift, or if you're decked out, everyone's going to get treated the same because it's, that. you're in my house, you're in my home. And, and yeah, I can it's, a, it's a, it's a testament to the South though, too. I have, uh, friends that don't live in the South and well, they did. And then they moved. And, uh, when they come back and we go to restaurants or we go places, they're always like, there's nothing like the South, the hospitality. It, it really is true. You know, yeah. Southern hospitality. Yeah. yeah we just, yeah. that's just how we are. Okay. Well, yeah. thank you for that because we don't have that problem with your store. So. Oh, good, good, good. Yes. Okay. All right. So I feel like, um, interior design and we both share a love of interior design. So that yeah. they, they kind of, the trends for fashion and interior design, do you see, I mean, they kind of follow each other. Oh yeah. And yeah. the colors, um, I had a, I have a pair of jeans on that I just, my husband picked out and they're kind of like a terracotta jean. Oh, nice. I know. And it, somebody was like, oh, that's the new like color for interior design. Cause I walked into an interior design store somewhere and I was like, yeah. That makes me wonder if fashion follows, because I hadn't really thought about that, but I guess. Well, you know, when you say like the Pantone color of the year, you'll awesome. see it in fashion as well as an in interior design. And then I tell you what I love about it that I love introducing people to with our clothes. I love to mix patterns. Just like, you know, if you get a sofa. You do that well. You do I that well. Love. I will come in and I'll be like, you know what? I would look not so great in that, but you pull that off really well. Cause that takes a little bit of, uh, I don't know what it takes. It, you know what? I just think of it as sofa, like a sofa with pillows or, a, you know, drapes oh. uh, with this. I just think mixing patterns can be so much fun. Exactly. If done right, I love monochromatic too. And I love solids, no doubt, but I just love the idea of like leopard to me goes with everything. Oh, I know. I agree with that. I'll yeah. put leopard with anything, but I see yeah. you putting, like you'll put, I've seen you put some things together. I would have never thought to put together and it looks so good. So oh, well, thank you. Thank you. But no, I, that's, I just use my interior design background to merchandise the clothing because that's just how I see it. I'm like, put a stripe with leopard or, you know, do a, a window pane with a stripe, you know, just have fun with it. And if it works, it works if it doesn't, that's okay. You know, there's no, it's all subjective and, you know, you can always fix it again and all that. But I just take the interior design background and, and play with it with clothes. I love it. Window panes. I love that. that, that oh, me that. too. That me is, too. Is, is that really big this year? Or you know what I've seen? I haven't, I haven't necessarily seen it in any of my buys, but in the past year or two, I've done a lot of it. And it's yeah. not that it's out because what you're learning now with fashion, nothing is really out. I tell people in the denim world, I'm like, keep your skinnies, keep your wide legs, keep your flares. Well, because it, it doesn't change. I mean, you, you have like ripped up jeans with the knees. If, if that's going out, then patch them on the backside with a contrasting pair of, of material like stick a bandana behind it or stick, you know, leopard behind it and, you know, patch up your holes. If you're, if you don't really want to show your leg anymore, put a pair of, of tights on underneath like fishnet or something. Okay. That's um, a great idea because I, yeah. I actually love the way that looks where you have the ripped jeans. Yeah. But you have a really cool pattern, like a, 
bold yeah. leopard print. That would be really cute. Yeah. Okay. It, it's a great way. To, and the only thing I think that changes in jeans right now is you've got low rise, high rise, mid rise. It's, I think it's trending back to low rise, but keep your high rise and your mid rise. It'll come back. And something okay. I wish I don't I, love that. I don't love that. It's going back to low rise. I, you know what? I just think it's because they've got to come up with something different again, because like I said, the legs are not, I mean, everyone's got skinnies. Everyone has boot cut, um, mini boot cut, which I call the nerd jeans, which I love. Um, that, and by the way, nerd, those, je yeah. nerd jeans look really good on someone. If you've got more of an athletic thigh and you want still that skinny look, that flare at the bottom of a nerd jean gives you an hourglass figure. It's great looking on women who feel like they look like they're too top heavy in a pair of jeans. It's a really pretty, it's like, it gives your leg like a little hourglass figure. It's really, and with a really cute, like dressy tennis shoe, like the white, like yeah. a bra or something like that. Yeah. I think yeah. it's so cute. And even a booty. I've seen some booty. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. That is so fun. Um, yeah. while we're on that line, is there anything this, while we're, before I move on to the next question, is there anything that you see that like this year it's kind of like, okay, you have to, you must wear this. You know what? Um, in terms of denim, I will tell you, 100% denim is a big deal in Europe. New York's kind of catching on, but it's it's been a little tougher in the South because there's no stretch in it. And so it kind of takes you back to the days where maybe in high school you were wearing Levi's that didn't have stretch. And oh, such my like gosh. That. But it's, yeah, but 100% but denim is a big deal. Um, oh but like I said, I'm still buying with a little bit of stretch. I, I do get a little bit of the 100% of the denim. But my true fashionistas, they're wearing it. Yeah. But a lot of, we girls are just used to our leggings. We're used to, I know, I have you know. To, I, in fact, what you're saying now, I recognize what you're saying as you said it. 100% yeah. denim means it doesn't have any stretch. No stretch. So no. I have a couple pairs that I got in New York. Uh, yeah. I think one of them came from Zara, right? Yeah. So yeah. they had the cutest stuff. And these jeans, yeah. you know, I want to stick, because sometimes girls are bad about like wanting to stick with your same size. Right. And you can't do that with 100% denim. You're going to go up a size and it makes you sad, but you know what? It looks fine. Plus yes. it also has a boyfriend look to it. And boyfriend jeans are a real big thing right now too. Cause okay. girls are realizing I don't, it doesn't have to be skin tight on me all the time. I call them the intelligent jeans because there's something sexy about them because you're not like there's a, you put it all out there. Yeah, exactly. It's just, if you're just showing a little more brain in there because you're going, I don't have to paint them on right. and do this and do that to get the attention. I can put these on with a cute high heel and they're slouchy and they're adorable. And that adorable translates to a cute, sexy look to me. Right. So, Without being overtly sexy. Exactly. And I mean, like to put a cute little sexy top to it if you want to balance it. If you're like, well, I don't want to just so put a cute little off the shoulder top or do something, you know, the tops, you know, can balance the bottoms like that. Well, so. I love it. I, and I do, I do agree with you on the 100% jeans. Now that I realize what you're talking about is that you need to go up a size and I did not do that. And so they're a little tight and they don't, yeah. you know, when I sit, I'm, I feel like a, I need to sit like a, uh, yeah, <laughs> I really <laughs> can't. Yeah. Let's just go ahead and say it. <laughs> okay. No, I know. Okay, thank you for clarifying that. I, I hope I think that just is something I learned. All right, now uh, when we you had a post and that I loved so much, and it was something about dressing up, uh, and I couldn't find it. But 
I feel more creative and more confident. I mean, most people do when you feel pretty and the way you present yourself has a lot to do with how you're perceived. And I know people don't like to hear that, but it's true. And also how you feel and how you can talk to people. So what are your thoughts? And are you just like horrified by the the trend of the anything goes goes culture kind of where people just wear pajamas on the plane or pajamas yeah. at a restaurant. I swear yeah. I was in a restaurant the other day and a guy came in in his plaid pajama pants and I just really I was just like oh man yeah it's like people have given up and <laughs> I don't know I don't know if I want to blame it on this virus that everyone decided I give up and no, nothing's ever going to be <laughs> Same again, so I'm just gonna walk around in my pajamas the rest it's of my not, life. Everything is just awful, so why not just look awful? So just, I, yeah, just look <laughs> awful. But I, I'm with you. It's like you people will address you the way you dress, yes. and so if you dress slouchy, people are gonna dress you that way. If you dress up, there's gonna be a little bit more of a respect. Plus, you also you will definitely um, that that vibe will come out of you. That energy will come out of you, 100%. and you will demand it. It'll de- you will demand it without having to physically demand it. it it's just people will they'll, they'll recognize it and you will put your shoulders back stand up a little straighter and you will command that respect so um i so, believe in it i, I love that people will address you the way you dress i like that a lot yeah uh, i used to say this because i went through we talked about interior design school and i went through as an adult and so the kid the the girls that i would go with were were you know they were really young which is fine and when I was young I'm sure I did too but I would tell them you know you're going into a field where it matters and yeah when you walk walk into someone's home it's um they're going to judge you they're going to judge how you're going to dress their home by the way you dress yourself very true and it's just that is a you know that's inevitable right and unless you just are so well known for what you do you have you kind of have to show up at you know with the part so you and I both Yes, 100% agree. Yes, I agree. Okay, so we talked a little bit about COVID. Um, 2020 has been an incredibly difficult year for so many people. Um, I know that with the fashion and design industry, just from my experience with design, it's been challenging. So are there things you faced as your store for COVID? It was, you know what, we, for some reason in the spring, we didn't do as big of a buy. So we were not sitting on a lot of merchandise, but we also had signed a lease in January in Nashville. So we knew we were heading to Nashville. Oh, I didn't we had, know that. Yeah, yeah. We'll be, we thought we were going to open around the middle of November, but I think okay. we're actually going to end up moving closer to probably the beginning of January. So we'll be here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have, we have 2012 okay. here in Regalia, but at first we thought, well, we had the building up for sale on Broad because we knew, like I said, even though that's a beautiful street and it's an artsy street, it just wasn't a good street for us because um, it's more of a reservation-based street, if I could use that term, because right. the yoga studio next to us busy all the time because you make your appointment to show up. Bounty restaurant busy with reservations. Um, you know, even Clark I was right now so is doing- happy when I heard that you were moving to Regalia because yeah. I, I know what a wonderful you know, product you have. And yeah. I was, you know, 2012 to, I mean, um, broad to me, I go down there a lot cause I do a lot of work with creation studios and they're yeah. broad. And okay. so they, I was like, I know that that is probably not just walk-in traffic. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and that's what, and that's what we discovered. If we'd had more stores similar to us on broad, I think we would have been fine because would people have been, been like, Oh, 
Yeah, but since we were the lone, you know, ready to wear lifestyle store, we just did catch that traffic. And so we said, let's put our building up for sale. And um, we knew, like I said, we signed a lease in Nashville, so we knew we were headed there. And we were looking in Memphis and Jonathan Hour here with Boyle at Regalia, we reached out to him and he was just like, oh my goodness, let me find something here. Yeah. Um, the space that we were getting, he knew it was going to be coming up for lease. And so it worked out for us in that sense. But um, COVID came, it was great. Well, what happened was the, the man who, the couple who bought our building in Word, the, like the second week of March, first week of March, we're like, hey, we're definitely getting this, looking forward to it. You know, we're like, that's awesome. This is great. Then um, March 13th, I can't remember, whatever that Monday was, the stock market crashed. And he, of course, got cold feet and his stock portfolio took a little bit of a hit. And he told Jeff, you know what? I just don't know. Let me think about this. And so we're like, oh, shoot. But we knew we're still going to Nashville. So that hit us like that. Fortunately, like I said, a month later, he's like, no, I'm doing it. So he ended up buying it. But where COVID got us, it's good and bad. It was kind of a blessing in disguise for us because it slowed everybody down, not just us, but our competitors, everybody. Right. And it gave us a chance to kind of reboot. We didn't, like I said, we did not have the merchandise. We weren't heavy in the merchandise like maybe some other stores could have been. Wow, that was, that was just so that's a thing that worked out for you it really and i'd love to tell you i'm just you know got this genius business brain but it wasn't it was just we just knew okay we're heading to nashville we don't know our nashville customer so let's not get too heavy in things that we might be taking to nashville because we don't know what they like or not it was just dumb luck on our part that's awesome and where are you going in nashville where what we're part? going to green hill green hills green we're right hills. off of hillsboro green hills right there. Uh, awesome yeah. Yeah, and it's again, it's going to be close to uh, like uh, Restoration Hardware, West Down. Yep. yep. Okay, so Nordstrom, the sign is behind us. And then, um, okay. like, um, I'm trying to think like where Shake Shack and Oak Hall is located in Nashville. Wow. They're on one side of us. We're in a shopping center, and then Nordstrom is behind us. Wow. Okay. That's yeah. so cool. I, I didn't know that. I learned something new today. That's wonderful. Yeah. I'll have to so tell that, my yeah. sister lives there, so I'll have to let her know. Oh, definitely. Coming. Yeah, come and see us over there. Oh, but no, but that's that's how COVID got us. I mean, it was it was not a good thing, but at the end of the day, it was a blessing in disguise for us because we were able to open up two spaces for for the sale of our building. So that's incredible. Um, well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm really yeah. glad to hear that. I was glad to see that you were moving to the regalia. regalia. I was yeah. like, that's that's awesome. Oh yeah. Oh. oh, and when I tell you every neighbor surrounding us at, at Regalia, everybody, I mean, every store I can name in this shopping center, they have been so gracious and kind and open and they bring us little presents and oh. welcome to Regalia. Oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, we feel right at home. It's oh, so good. great. Yeah. Good, it's good, really good. I'm glad to hear that. I mean, that, that Southern hospitality we were talking there about. There you go. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So now, I know that you have got a million things you've got left to do. So let's go ahead and ask this question. What advice, I, I like to, to always get this question out there because it, I, it comes back with the best, best answers. What, and that always sets people up when I say that because they're like, oh my gosh, now I'm going to have to have a good answer. But you don't. It's whatever you say. It's going to be great. What advice would you give to yourself back when you were just starting out? Oh, wow. Okay. If I could give myself advice, it would be listen to your, your um, inner compass. Don't listen to outsiders when it comes to your buys or your taste. Um, go with what you believe in. Surround yourself with people that are like-minded like you and have the same goals that you do. 
and aren't shaking their heads because they are insecure of their own selves. I mean, surround yourself with people that believe like you do that. That's probably the biggest thing is, um, you know, like seeks like, and such like that. And Jeff and I, it's like, Jeff says, you know what? We've burned the, we've burned the boats and this is what we're doing. We believe in it a thousand percent. And, um, and we, you know, like I said, because of that, we have had such great response to our shop and to what we do. Um, in Europe, they know who we are. I mean, when I started going to Europe, they were like, we know who 2012 is. And um, around the world, we are, um, you know, people know us and love us and there's not a lot of negativity. And if there is, then it's kind of like you just kind of divorce those people and say, yeah, just let go of that. You, yeah, that's you know, you, the older I get, I mean, yeah. the more I do that, like it's, and I, I that's such a, such yeah. wonderful advice to listen to your inner, inner compass. And then also yeah. let go of toxic relationships. Yes. There's no reason to hang on to that. That's right. That's, <laughs> that's especially beautiful. if you're trying to build a, a brand oh, and, you know, know, trying to get your, your, you know, your, your, your retail shop going and all that. You just, you just want that positivity, positivity and that energy surrounding you to be, you know, just on fire. Well, so it's, it's okay for people to give you supportive critique sure. but sure. That's different from tearing you down you know that's right I'm that's glad, to, glad to hear that that's great advice uh okay so this is a question that I am going to start asking everyone because I I feel like happiness is one of the um main ingredients for anyone to be considered wildly successful and you seem so happy and i I want to know, I'm debuting this question with you. What makes you truly happy? You know what? I'm making people beautiful. That's the Love truth. It. Oh my gosh. A woman after my own heart. I uh, yeah. Yeah. Making people beautiful. I love yeah. that. Well, you do it well. And, well, thank you. and we appreciate having you here in Memphis and we're, I know Nashville's going to be so glad to have you as well. I'm sure you'll do a bang up job there. So, oh, well, you. Well, this has been so much fun. I'm going to market furniture market tomorrow, but when I get back, I'm coming right into your store. Come on in. I'll be waiting on you. All right, Chantal. So nice talking to you and have Good a time. great weekend. Hey, thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs> to Heidi. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends because we're just going to keep going bigger and better places together. And I love that about us. Talk to you in a few days.